The time is now 7.01.33 degrees. Hey gang, my name is John Fougere and I invite you to join me every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. for Fuge Crew, a Christian contemporary program to reach out to everyone as we live our daily lives here on earth. Topics to both minister and challenge in a togetherness way, Food Crew is an open forum for expressing struggles, adversities, and also sharing triumphs in our Christian walk as we go through the sanctification process until we get to our glory and meet our Savior, Jesus Christ, face to face. Listen live to Food Crew Monday nights, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. on both Wi Fi 1460 AM and WNJC 1360 AM. And remember to stay strong. This race can be won. God, thank you for this day that you have made. And, Father, thank you for letting us have a relationship with you. Father, we want to live for you and surrender all of our lives and our hearts to you. We understand that it is only through the Holy Spirit that this is done. Thank you that we are not alone and that your love is so abundant to us. Help us to see this more clearly and make us all better stewards of all you have given to us, especially our salvation found in no other than Jesus, our Lord and Savior. It is in his name, his holy name, that I pray. Amen. Good evening and welcome to Fuge Crew for our undeserving grace, Christ Redeemer, Earth Willingly. We are live in the studio of Wi-Fi 1460 AM in Florence, New Jersey, this Monday night, February 21st, President's Day. Those of you in the vicinity of Deptford or Sewell, New Jersey, can listen on Wi-Fi's sister station, WNJC 1360 AM, which is in Washington Township, New Jersey. And remember, to listen crystal clear, go to the World Wide Web at where, Aaron? Where, brother? I think we're going to go to Wi-Fi AM1460.com. All right, man. I mess it up every week. <laughs> well, because it should technically go after the numbers, but we're not going to, you know, we can't criticize. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> main wasn't available. And, but, uh, why, yeah, Wi-Fi AM1460.com. And that is my co-host, Aaron Friedman. Say hello, brother. What's up, people? And uh, how was the weekend? Good? Weekend was good, brother. Mm. Weekend was good. It was nice out. Can't talk about the you know the twenty some degrees we're hitting tonight with a little uh, snow snow foliage, but hopefully not too much damage coming. But check this out, Friday, bro, was sixty eight, and it's Saturday. It was what? It was a little different, man. In the wind. I'm trying to figure out if we're in global cooling, global warming. <laughs> which 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 one we're in, man? You know, it shifts. No clue. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, if you'd like to call into the show tonight, 609-447-0236, 609-447-0236. And, um, gang, I went to a, a funeral last night of viewing, and um, unfortunately, when I go to a, a viewing, I don't know if that person is saved or not. It it kind of gets me, uh, well, it gets me at oomph to, to keep on going in this life. Uh, we we had something at our set free ministry on Thursday night, and a question was asked: um, Do you do you want Christ to come back right now? And you know, I, I I'm I'm like Paul. I I know I got the ticket there, but there's an urgency to bring some souls to Christ. You know what I'm saying, Aaron? I mean, like to me, Amen, brother. <clears throat> I there, there's so many lost souls, and uh, I'm going to play a song a little bit later. But I I was praying to see a Christian last night, and amazingly. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about that story later on. But, gang, we're talking about to tithe or not to tithe, and we've been doing that for a couple of weeks. It's our third week, part three of this series. Um, Aaron and I are not seminary goers, but we, we've done some investigation on this. And, uh, you know, a lot of the church uh, teachings in this, I think, are half biblical. The, the tithe is the 10%, but we need to get some further theology on this, and hopefully... I've done this injustice, or we've done this injustice. So, gang, I want to first talk about the first fruits versus the tithes, and and then we will briefly review the three kinds of tithes, um, tithing in in the Mosaic Law, and then uh, so the first thing, the biblical view of tithing and first fruits is of great importance importance to those people hoping to follow a godly pattern for giving in their lives, and I believe that understanding these concepts and putting them into practice will greater align the life of the Christian with the desires of God. So, the origin of first fruits, well, the Hebrew word for first fruit is reshith, a word meaning first things or beginning. The word is used often in the Old Testament to refer to beginnings, which is found in Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 10-10. Firstborn, found in Genesis 49-3, or rank, found in Numbers 24-20. However, the most common usage refers to the first parts of a harvest in Exodus 34:26, a meal in Numbers 15:20, or a product in Deuteronomy 18:4. The first fruits were originally the very beginning portion of what one received, and among the Israelite people, these first fruits were to be given to God. Now, the first fruits in the Old Testament didn't begin as a tithe in the modern sense. While the first fruits did refer to the first portions of a harvest, it gradually developed to mean the best part of any product. The purpose for giving the first fruits was the purpose to express thanksgiving, and the uh, the best part of any product, the the purpose for giving the first fruits was to express the thanksgiving to God, and He was the one who had saved the Israelites and provided for their rescue by giving Him the first and best. They express their trust that God was the one in control of all their produce and that he would continue to bring in the rest of the harvest. The word for tithe, maser, is used 32 times in the Old Testament. It can refer to a tenth given to the Lord in Genesis 14.20, but more often the word is used in reference to a portion taken from the source of income of the individual. The purpose of the tithe in Israel was to provide payment to the Levite tribe in Numbers 18.21. The tribe that surrendered any right to land in exchange for serving the Lord. Therefore, every other tribe was to provide for their substance or sustenance by bringing a portion of their own produce. Later, the tithe became generally understood 
as that portion of produce that belonged to the Lord's in Malachi 3.8. Which brings us to the New Testament understanding of first fruits. In the New Testament, first fruits are primarily understood in a spiritual sense. There is little discussion of the implication of first fruits for the giving of the Christian. Rather, the first fruits of the Spirit are a down payment found in Romans 8.23. And Christ is the first fruits of those who have died, found in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, and 23. Jesus speaks strongly against the Jewish leaders who had kept the strict 10% tithe, but had disregarded the purpose behind giving to the Lord in Matthew 23, 23. The only other mention of tithes is in Hebrews. In discussing the role of Abraham and the temple, Hebrews 7, 5 through 9. However, there are several places where the principle of giving is at work in the church. Paul asked the church on numerous occasions to set aside money to give. That's 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 and Romans 15, 25 through 27. Perhaps then tithing in the sense of the Old Testament tenth is no longer necessary. What is now required is a heart obedient to God, a heart bound to give not only 10%, but rather much more. The Christian has a responsibility to give from what is received to care for the church. Those who follow Jesus are no longer bound to give 10%. They are required to let God have complete control of their finances, giving as much as they can to bring glory to God. This is true Christianity. And I challenge anyone listening tonight with these questions. If we were to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, like we say with our mouths, why is it that we neglect to remember that none of our money is ours but all his? Do you really think if we cared about the church and the kingdom of God and make that our primary focus throughout the church that we would struggle to make budgets? When 20% still give 80% and churches are closing, where is our hearts and are we being good stewards of his money? I, for one, don't think so. Again, Aaron and I pray the Food Crew is a blessing and is both inspirational, encouraging, as well as informative to your Christian walk. We are all just strangers passing through this world. I'm glad I feel that way because this is not my home. Not when the prince of this world is constantly getting in people's thoughts and lives of many, especially our loved ones. All of this will fade away, and yet we have hope and our future is secure. There is life beyond our suffering. We will all see him on the other side. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is patiently waiting for the relationship that we were made, and he sacrificed for us on the cross to have with him. Here is Meredith Andrews. All will fade away.
Boot Free Wi-Fi, 1460 AM, WNJC, 1360 AM. I'd like to chime in tonight, 609-447-0236, 609-447-0236. And, gang, I got to talk to a lady from uh, Sovereign, what's that church? Brian. Yeah, Brian Lockhart's the church. What's, what's Sovereign Grace. Sovereign Grace. Marlton. Yep. Marlton. And uh, she was on Food Crew about a year ago. She wrote the book, The Freedom Mission, Wendy Hunt. And she's got a new book out, volume two of that. It's called Love's Great Ransom. And we're going to have uh, Wendy on Food's Crew, Aaron and I, on March 14th. Uh, so get your kids around for Food's Crew. Uh, I, we're pretty clean on this show, aren't we, brother? We, we, we try to be. <laughs> uh, but, I am. Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> you, am. Get a, you get a little bit, uh, but yeah, I, I think your children nah, we're good. Kid crew. friendly. Kid yeah, friendly, we're a family man. show. And, but the um, the orphan and the king. Uh, I was talking to her about the shack, and uh, I I did a burn the shack uh, thing by myself, not with Aaron. But hey, this is a absolute. It's a fiction book, but it's absolute geared to Jesus Christ, and um, I, I can't wait to read it. I got Aaron copy of one and two in front of us, and uh, you can get it, gang, uh, at Amazon.com. Uh, it's ten ninety five. Just type in the Freedom Mission or Love's Great Ransom, and it'll come up, and you can order your copy. Ten ninety five. Uh, we're probably gonna do a promotion that night uh, for anyone that calls in. We'll give a free copy to you. So again, Wendy Hunt, and um, another thing we got is how about it, brother? Set Free Ministry. Set Free Ministry. Can't forget Matt Thompson, man. Thompson. Our brother Matt. Um, every Thursday night. Ladies and gentlemen, from 7 to 8 p.m. over at Ashland Church, 33 East, Eveham Road, Voorhees, New Jersey. Again, it's Set Free Ministry, provided to you by Matt Thompson over at uh, Ashland Church, 33 East, Eveham Road, Voorhees, New Jersey. You can uh, reach out to Matt via phone at 856-882-6931. If you have any questions um, before going out there, Matt does a great job at that ministry. Um, Set Free, Christian Discipleship. Recovery and restoration from addictions, and that's all addictions that we all suffer from. Sin, the addiction, um, doesn't matter if it's uh, drugs, alcohol, or you know, if it's, if you're John Foo's just going to the gym. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to interject one thing, Aaron, on that. A nice job on that. But here in, in this set free ministry, I, I've said this before. I've learned so much about grace. Uh, in, in this program, I, it started in September. I may, maybe missed one or two nights at that. Uh, but I tell you this, uh, the amazing thing, in, for, this is from my heart, the people that are in there, we've, we've grown in a brotherhood, and it, it's a one-step program, but gang, the sins that we confess to one another, we're supposed to do that anyway, and, and the growth that you get when you fellowship, this is another way of fellowshiping. You know, people say, well, you've got to be up at church seven days a week. No, pick and choose the ministries that will help you. There's no doubt in my mind every single ministry helps everyone differently. This one can help every single person breathing air. And I, last time I checked, uh, Aaron, if you're alive, you're breathing air, right? So I think so. That's what Seth Free Unless Ministry is about. And I, I truly believe that um, this will benefit anyone, anyone, 18 or older. Okay? So get there, Seth Free Ministry. And, uh, again, we... <laughs> Are talking about to tithe or not to tithe, but there is a distinct difference between giving to God and giving to the church. Giving to God is a scriptural concept, but most of us can quote Matthew twenty two twenty one, when our Lord and Savior Jesus said, "Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, 
and give to God what belongs to God. And, you know, Aaron, one of the hardest things as the Christian, because this is the last thing God gets is our, our heart, our money, because we think it's our money and it's his. But it's, it's difficult in a sense right now in our nation the government is taking more and more, and that's that's yeah. a hard thing. It's very hard because we the, the the church needs more, but the government is taking more. So that discontentment is getting worse in the United States of America because what we're doing is that free money that we had for our desires and our enjoyment. Now we got to make a difference. We got here. That's where this is good. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, since we've started, mm-hmm. you know, diving into this, and and I've been doing more research on. Like you said, you know, we don't have you know seminary black backgrounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we all have the ability to do what we're all able to do as long as you're able to read, which is to go straight to the book, man. You know, go to the Bible, and mm-hmm. and, and and you've done a great job. You've done a great job providing the research for the show, and you know, I just in talking with other people, you know, in regards to. You know, tithing and stewardship. It's I get the same thing from everyone. It doesn't matter what you know denomination that you background you come from. It, which it's it's good to get the diverse kind of like the diverse group. You know, I've talked to Catholics. I've talked to you know just straight you know Christians that come from a more of a Bible church background. But everybody's confused in the same way, which is. What are they basing their giving on? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hear you, you mentioned the government. That's all I hear. It's like, well, you know, I have to pay my bills and I have to pay my, um, you have to pay my taxes, I have to pay my mortgage and car, blah blah blah. Put food in the table. So it seems that the majority are saying that, okay, well, if I make X, you know, let's say if you take a house, if you take somebody that, that earns fifty thousand dollars a year in income, well, they're not even thinking about this until all their bills are paid. But then it's like, when does it stop? You know, is it, are you stopping just at your mortgage in your cars, or is it mortgage, car, you know, putting food on the table and going out to dinner twice a month, and you know, buying you know, your subscriptions to or to whatever your you know whatever you read or your supplements that you're buying, and you know, like you know, what is it at the end? Is it is it based on you know net, or is it yeah, or, or are you or are you giving based on what you earn first? So I mean, I think that's where we have to kind of go with this mm-hmm. to help people understand. It's like like you said, it's you know, it's it's all gods, right? It's it's all it's all gods. So you know, and what we from what I've gathered from our research is we're talking about giving mm-hmm. from the top. So it's like, hey, if I if I earn this, then you know, we're giving the God first and first fruits, first fruits, and that's and the Bible that's, says uh, the first day of the week for most people working is Monday. So that's when you you go to your finances, and you know, Aaron, I. I I remember now I, I wanted to bring up something that Wendy Hunt said, the author Wendy Hunt, uh, and I, I thought it was so great. There needs to be a starting point. So for me and you, maybe it's not 10% or 5% or 15% or 20 whatever. There needs to be a starting point because yeah. in through the Bible, definitely God demands because we're throwing, because we're throwing out the tithe. There's no we're, option. We're, we're, you know, we're throwing out the whole, you know, tenth tithe, yes. whatever. You know, it's got to come from the heart. Obviously, yes. we've already established that. So, you know, I think for those that just don't know, you know, for those that are start, yeah, you know, want, there has I, to be a starting place. Especially like you said, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, you 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 as much as I know, you hate it. <laughs> you know, you're taking, you're you're going, you're part, you volunteer in the church and, mm-hmm. and take, uh, you help collect you know, when mm-hmm. we collect in the church and. Unfortunately, you get to see sometimes the you know the Dunkin' Donuts change being tossed in there. It's and very sad, Aaron. And it I, is, man. And you know? I joke about it, but I will I will seriously tell you, and, I, and we have fun with it. But you have to joke about I, it because I I saw it, and I was there yesterday. And you know, some people think I'm judging here, but I I guarantee you, it's very hard for me to watch. It's very sad because people, you, you know, I wish I could take a camera shot 
they they are so shy about it and so discreet about it, and I know it bothers them. And that's not why we go to church. Even if you feel that way for 30 seconds, it's wrong. It's totally wrong. I, 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 my prayer is for us to have, you know, something in the back of our church, like other churches do. Yeah. And, and then there's, there's no compulsory. But, you know, getting back to what Wendy was saying, to start, like, okay, we were talking last week about weight loss. Start at two percent, one percent. You got a baby step in there. Uh, yeah, Whatever it is, yeah. you come up with the number though. You know, pray on it. Let your heart, you know, let your heart decide. Mm. You know, it doesn't. We're not talking percentages here. It could be. It could be anything. It's the Holy it, Spirit. It, you know, it, maybe it's twenty bucks a week. Maybe it's yeah. ten bucks a week. Whatever it is, but pick a point. Start at that point. See where your you know. Pray about it. See where your heart leads you. See where God leads you. I think it's got to be taken from power there. Aaron. I, I, oh yeah, I, I, I know mean, that. I know that sounds cruel, but. Man, if if you could spend a cup of coffee a week, dollar, I, I flat out tell you it's sickening. It's it, you know, it, and God can tell me and judge me on that, but I think it's sickening. Well, to we, put were a do, we were trying to do some math on you're it. buying a coffee. Right. Was it last week we were doing math on it? Right, you, you, yeah, you, you pulled some numbers and you were trying to six, you were, six, you were one point two million. You know, we if, talked about if, six thousand dollars if everybody gave six thousand. Right, a year, a two hundred, a year, in a right. two hundred member church. So I think we have to look at what we're all doing because let let's face it, you know what I mean. I can guarantee you that ninety nine point nine percent of us, me included, you included, you know, has wasteful spending. You know, whether it could, whether, whether it's me cutting out probably uh, an extra supplement a month mm. that I'm that I'm that I'm spending thirty bucks on or thirty or fifty bucks on, you know, and giving that or we, we can all get there. I think is where you were going with mm-hmm. it. And if, we, and if we say we can't, then there's definitely something in our lives. There's there's some kind of luxury in our lives that we can absolutely cut out that we don't need man obviously we need to pay our bills we have you know our, our phone or utilities or mortgage you know put food in the table but you know what out, when all that is said and done even if you're one of them people out there that are just using that excuse i have to do all that first there, there's luxuries man in all of our lives that we can easily cut out to, to help us get to that number of whatever it is six thousand a year four thousand a year two thousand a year whatever you know but like ten thousand Hey, twenty thousand. Eventually, at some point, it'd be great if it was, you know, half of it, you know, or whatever. If we can get ourselves disciplined to the point to where it, it's a, it's a lot, it's way above and beyond what what even ten is. You, you sent me an email to, or a text message tonight, today, and there is nothing wrong with being uh, rich. Jesus said that, it, that narrower is the gate, and it's going to be hard for that rich person to get in. Now, why? Why is that? Because we'll depend on the money for our happiness and our security. So that's why God said, or Jesus said that it would be hard for us. But here's the key. When, when you're talking, you know, if there's an emotional response, uh, like I believe in the church, part of discipleship, Aaron, is teaching people how to give. Like people say, well, I'm not a giver. Get to be one yeah. is what I'm saying. Because, okay, I, you can say that about anything in, in your Christian world. I, I, don't, I don't like reading the Bible. Well, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You see, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Prayer is the, pr- the center point, man. Prayer, prayer, prayer is <laughs> is the absolute. I mean, prayer is the center point for all of this because before we can, you know, feel led or or be led by whether it's you know by the Holy Spirit and you know empowering you to lead others through this radio ministry or just face to face in person with what you do with the kids over a food crew at the church. You know, you can't go anywhere without prayer. So, I mean, that needs to be the starting point, I think, you know, first most. But like you said, man, baby step it. 
you know, just like, what about Bob? <laughs> right? Baby Steps. Absolutely. Such a great movie, man. I like talking about it. But, you know, but seriously, you know, Baby Step, Baby Step to Giving, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it has to start somewhere. Hopefully it's more than a dollar, man. You know what I mean? I mean, let's think of a reasonable number here. You know, go without your Dunkin' Donuts for one day or your, or your, 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 your cafe latte and, you know, give 10 bucks, 20 bucks and let, let it be start from there and then grow. But growth is the key word. Just like we grow in our Christian walk, you know, we are, are, are we become more fruitful in our Christian walk, our giving should be more fruitful. And I think that's where it needs to be. And, 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 and remember, how about this devotion I shot you before, mm-hmm. right? We were talking about this. Mm-hmm. I got to read this and share mm-hmm. it because it was such a good little uh, oh, yeah. you know, piece of verbiage here. Um, communism teaches that government owns everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so true, right? And capitalism teaches that the individual owns everything. Meanwhile, Christianity teaches that God owns everything. At the, at the heart of Christian stewardship is the assumption that the earth is the Lord's and the world and, who, and all who dwell in it, there is absolutely nothing that sits outside of the ownership of God. And I think that's something that we need to be able to wake up and understand and know and, and, and base you know, our giving and our stewardship around that, man. So big. So big. Huge. Amen to that, brother. Yeah, man. You know, we were, we were talking, uh, I know it's important for us also to study God's word so that we are able to discern whether the funds are being solicited in a particular cha- church and, and are based on sound New Testament uh, scriptural principles. So, yeah, we talked about prayer. I, I believe it is prayer is the other means of helping to discern God's will in a particular area of financial need, especially in the church. And I wonder how many people pray every time they purchase something of great monetary value or, for that matter, everything, since we are all stewards of his. Everything, every, every single thing we spend, I don't care if it's five dollars. You have to go to God and say, "Do I need this? Do I, you know, is this a necessity or is this for my desires?" You know, and, and you know, I, that's why I got a little bit antsy on that email because or the text because I'm saying, you know, yeah, it's there's no problem going on vacation with your family. You're darn right. You need rest, and and God wants us, but. If you're taking these vacations and saying, okay, I got a 30-day vacation to Europe, but, uh, oh, I spent all that money in Europe. I don't have anything to give to God this week or next week or the three weeks from now or the four, and, and get yourself in a hole. Right, sure no, 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 no. But, yes, God wants us to, like, not sit in a, in a, on a chair in a, in a church and just, you know, seven days a week. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, your lifestyle shouldn't come between you and God. No, you it's, know, a, it's and, relationship. And, and, and it goes back to what we talked about when we first started this series, which is we can't serve two gods, man. Only one. No. Only one, brother. So you, who are you serving, either God or money? And at the end of the day, if your lifestyle, which, you know, lifestyles, you need money to be able to fuel that lifestyle. If it's, you know, going to Europe, you know, every, every month or wherever you're going, you know, if that starts getting in the way of your relationship with God from a giving perspective, then I think you need to reevaluate it, man. Keep, keep your eyes focused on him, gang. And that's Holy Spirit's job is to sanctify you. And, and that's God-centered life. That's God-centered yeah, life. Yeah, you can't, you can't right. change. Or none of us can. But a lot of the times we don't come to Christ because we think we got to change. He, he loves us to change us. He doesn't change us to love us. Hey, gang, what is it that you are holding on to? The things that steal your heart away. Can you see yourself fading because of the many things you love so much that keeps you from seeing our Lord's face? It is only what we had lost that we will be allowed to keep. There is nothing in this world, if we were to give it up for the Lord, that we would miss when we get to the other side. Again, we need to stop fighting for what we already have received. His name is Jesus, and nothing in this world tops him. i got to play a special song for Terry Drum. I met her at a viewing last night. I was praying to meet a Christian, 
and I haven't seen her in 14 years, Terry Drum, here at 10th Avenue North, All the Pretty Things.
Booch Free Wi-Fi, 1460 AM. WNJC, 1360 AM. About 15, 20 minutes left in the show tonight. And uh, are you in need of a home health aide and personal assistant? And maybe she can help. She can help with the management of household personal and professional needs. She's a caring, certified home health aide that can help with companionship or HHH duties for your loved ones. She can do errands, shopping, and light house cleaning. She has over 15 years of office administration. If you need someone to help out with home office work, she can assist with clerical duties as well. Her name is Lynn Beasley, Aaron and I, uh, Christian sister over there at Ashland Church. <clears throat> and she lives in the Cherry Hill area. Please only serious inquiries respond, 856-383-4725. Lynn Beasley, 856-383-4725. And one more thing here, my brother Bob. Do you need transportation, whether you are elderly and don't drive, whether you have lost your license or can't drive because of no vehicle or, for some reason, you won't drive in the state of New Jersey? Or one more, Aaron, if you're 17 years old, two years from now, and I don't want my daughter to drive, I'd rather get transportation. But not, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I'm only kidding. You're reaching. <laughs> She's dating. Uh, let's I, just call. <clears throat> just, just give him a call. Aaron, I, I got my daughter down or else to, uh, that. I used to negotiate with her that she's dating when she's 29. I got her down to 24 now, her first date, 24 years old. Is that all right? I, I would say, you know, <laughs> well, if you figure you want, right, you want to have her kids before 30, so I think 25 is a good, nice number. All right, 25, cool. That's usually when trust funds kick Uncle in, Aaron. so I think, I think 25 for everything across the board. Uncle Aaron says 25, yeah. all right, I got yeah. it. So wouldn't it be nice if you had an affordable alternative to public transportation? I'm talking about to and from an appointment, whether it be a doctor, dental, uh, physical therapy, or, or just a ride home, or gang, even at a sporting event. There's tons of traffic down at that sporting event, so give Bob a call. Uh, the transportation anywhere in the Tri-County area. That's Burlington, Camden, and Gloucester County, and even Philadelphia. I've got the service for you. It's called Try Me First. And my brother Bob Fudre came up with this concept. Gang, he is a Christian. What a great service this is at such an affordable rate. Why not give Bob a call at 856-986-1653 or email robertfujere1gmail.com. Again, 856-986-1653. In the first two parts of this series, uh, to tie or not to tie, Aaron and I have done here on Fuji Crew. Uh, we've said uh, how important um, when attempting to derive spiritual principles from the Bible on a particular subject. We go back to the time it was first mentioned. So when was the tithe first mentioned? Uh, Genesis 14, 18 through 20. Then <clears throat> Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought at bread, out bread and wine. He was priest of God, most high, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God, most high, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God, most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Verse 20 says, Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of everything. What is a tenth of everything? How about God's word again for more clarification? Genesis 14, 15 through 16, he divided his men and attacked during the night from several directions and pursued the fleeing army to Haobah, north of Damascus, and recovered everything, the loot that had been taken, his relative Lot, and all of Lot's possessions including the women and other captives. So again, we go to Genesis fourteen nineteen, where it says, Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. From these verses, it is clear that Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth or ten percent of all the loot or everything that had been recovered, not of all that Abram possessed. 
So for you New Testament-only readers, Hebrews 7.4 says, Think how great Melchizedek was. Even our father Abraham gave him a tenth of what he had captured. I don't care what translation you got, gang. Captured. And this is important because the tithe is based on the increase, not the capital. The next time we hear of the word tithe is in Bethel, after Jacob had his famous dream of angels ascending to and descending from heaven. Genesis 28:22. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Notice that Jacob promised a tenth of what God intends to give him, not a tenth of what he already had. So once again, we find that tithing is based on increase, not capital. Now let's review the three kinds of tithing mentioned in the Mosaic Law. Tithe number one was entirely devoted to the priestly tribe of Levi, who had no land allocated to it and no inheritance among the Israelites. This is sometimes referred to as the Levite's tithe. Leviticus 27.30, a tithe of everything from the kind, whether grain from the, the uh, sea or uh, soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Again, Leviticus 27. 32, the entire tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. Numbers 18.24, instead I give to the Levites as their inheritance the tithes that the Israelites present as an offering to the Lord. That is why I said concerning them, they will have no inheritance among the Israelites. The Lord then commanded the Levites to give a tenth of their portion to the priest. King Hezekiah does this in Second Chronicles. 31, the fourth verse, when he gave an order to the people who were living in Jerusalem, he commanded them to give to the priest and the Levites the share they owed them. Numbers 18.28 says, In this way you also will present an offering to the Lord from all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. From these tithes you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron, the priest. The second tithe may be called the festival tithe. Deuteronomy 12, 11th and 12th verses. Then to a place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. There you are to bring everything, I command you. Your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and special gifts, and all the choice possessions you have vowed to the Lord. And there rejoice before the Lord your God. You, your sons and daughters, your men servants and maidservants, and the Levites from your towns who have no, no allowment or inheritance of their own. It is only to be eaten at placed at a place specified by the Lord in the land of Israel, or as in the case of those living far away in their own towns. And note, in verse 11, burnt offerings and sacrifices and special gifts are also included. The celebration of this tithe is seen as an event to foster national unity and instill a sense of brotherhood among the people of God. So, Matthew 5.17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Galatians 3.13, Christ. So, gang, we, we got into those uh, tithes. I, I, I got ahead of myself and started a New Testament. I want to get to the tithe number three. We went through the two uh, tithes. The third category of tithing in the Mosaic Law may also be known as a welfare tithe. Deuteronomy 14, 28, and 29 verses. At the end of every three years, bring all the tithes of that year's produce and store it in your town so that the Levites who have no allotment or inheritance of their own at this time, and the aliens, the fatherless and the widows, who live in your towns, may come and eat and be satisfied, and so that the Lord your God may bless you in all 
the work of your hearts. And is that what yes. brought you to the 23, right? Because we were talking about in the Old Testament. Yes, that's 23 right, right? tax. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, that brings you to like a 23. Well, yeah, it's actually more. But more, know. yeah. But, but not. To, I mean, not to jump forward because mm-hmm. I know you, mm-hmm. you started to jump forward in the Matthew again and yeah. not to get everybody confused between Old and New Testament. No, no. But what, I, what, I, what I actually, there's an illustration I thought of here that mm-hmm. that was really good. Um because the New Testament, you know, way of giving, we, you know, Jesus said, you know, I mean, this is said in the New Testament where, you know, when we give, you know, give freely with your heart because whatever you give, you're going to get back in, in more abundance. You know, it doesn't matter. It's not necessarily going to necessarily be all money, but, you know, it's, we're going to be blessed, you know, with, with, with God's love, with, you know, just people he brings. Are. We already blessed. are, but people that we, you know, bring that he brings into our lives, you know, mm-hmm. um, that will, you know, that could bless us equally. It doesn't necessarily have to always be about money. No. Um, but what it makes me think, think about is it's kind of like going to the blood bank, <laughs> right? You go to the blood bank, you give your blood. Now, that's a precious commodity, right? Yes. I mean, you can't live without blood. Maybe it's your blood. And they take a lot of it. But I don't know if you knew this or not. That blood is given back to you 36 hours later. Yes. Your I take, body, I give you're, 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 right? I mean, we've all given blood before. Your body reproduces that. Yes. Or it's really God returning that blood mm-hmm. in 36 hours to your body. Now, that's a way you can look at it spiritually, you know, from an illustration standpoint. You invest with God, and believe me, it may not be 36 hours, but God's word is good, and he'll return that with interest, and that's what the New Testament says, yeah, is that he'll return that with interest. Now, it's not gonna, it may not happen in a day, two days, mm-hmm. three days. It may not even happen in a year, but you know what? New, ter- New Testament teachings tells us that he is going to return that with great abundance. It may not be all in money, maybe in other forms of blessings, but we should know that we need to give in equal abundance to what we want to receive back. I mean, it's a full working machine. It's his anyway. Mm. So when you start talking about those Old Testament teachings where it's like tithing 10%, you know what, man? Give 100%. <laughs> you know, yeah, it see, doesn't to me, I, I was lost when you said we should give equal to what we want to receive. I don't want nothing back. I already got a, yeah. a ticket to heaven, brother. And you know something? Anything we give up on this earth won't even be close to what we got. No, no, absolutely not. Not even close. Jesus said, I have a mansion prepared for you. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you that. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, I didn't, I actually, I didn't mean for it to come out the way that we want to no, give. I think so. To, to, yeah, yeah. We don't, want to, we don't want to give it to, to, no. to equal to what we want to receive. But we should want to full, you know, full heartedly, full freely, you know, give everything. Absolutely. Know? And, you know, just God's word is, you know, we'll get everything back anyway. So absolutely. it's not even, she shouldn't be a thought process. It should be something that's done from the heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think the sanctification process gets us there anyway. I yeah, think the church doesn't let us get to, and, and this is all churches, not just our church. I don't think he lets, they let us get there. I, and, and I'm not picking on my church or our church. First of all, it's not my church. It's God's church. Okay, People say my church, right. but it's God's church. So I go to God's church. It happens to be Ashland Church on you know 33 East Steve Sham Road in Boris, New Jersey. That's where God's church is that I go to, okay? So I, I disagree with people who go, that's my church. You know, it's God's church. So if it's God's church, it's God's money. And when we start to say what we give, well, I, I truly believe that the I needs to come out. Because you know what I is in the three-letter word, bro? Sin. And see, when we start saying I, I believe we're sinning, you know? So how much do you want God, I want. I challenge people and I encourage. How much do you want God this week? How much? What do you want from me this day? What can I 
do with you today? That's the Christian walk. You started touching on something there a little bit there too, John. Is that you know the you know the church, you know God's church needs to, and the the people that you know are running that church for him, pastors, you know priests, what have you. That's whatever your denomination is. You know needs to kind of back off a little bit and let people, let Christians grow a little bit because this is a very very difficult topic we're talking about, mm-hmm. man. And let's face it, nine you know ninety nine point nine percent of people out there globally just don't quite get it the way it's supposed to be and we're trying to to help them understand it better so yes. that they can so that their hearts can grow to where they just they're not thinking about it man the giving and the stewardship is is just part of their christian growth and their and their hearts telling them to give not because they have to but because they want to and you're not going to get them there by forcing these percentages and numbers on them man they have to be we have to help you know help lead them we, you know. we we threw the numbers out, and, and I'm talking about... Because are examples. I'm know. talking about God's church in action. We threw the numbers out in the beginning of the year, and that's pr- kind of like the, you know, and then we forget about it. But can we do a better job at that church? Absolutely. Yes. We can. Yes, I, I say we. Did you hear that? I'm a, I'm a Frenchman, Fougere, but it's not we, we, monsieur. It's we can do a better job because I see the faces of people. And and if you are a person that listens to this show or don't listen to this show, but you do listen and you can talk and blab your mouth, whatever, you could tell them where I believe and, and the belief is I want to be a Christ follower. That's what I want to be. What is a Christ follower? Is it boasting how much I give to the church in anything? No, it isn't. Jesus washed feet. And he was on that cross, and he looked to his father, who turned his back on him because he became our sin. And Jesus Christ said what? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they've done. And, and he also said this. He said, come into my kingdom to that robber and stealer and murderer on the side of him. The other one wanted something else, you know save yourself and mocked him the other one believed and this is the faith that we have in Jesus Christ what else out there do we have ask yourself that you've got a ticket to heaven and it's nothing that you've done or earned or will ever earn and many people in a church use this criteria as they're partly I'm doing this for God I'm giving my 10% I like to take that 10%, Aaron, and throw it in the river. And if I want to do that, I'm sure God wants to. He doesn't want your money. He'll make, he can make money. But what he wants is free giving. If every person in the church, in the kingdom, God's church, would take that heart and say, God, what will you have of yours? We wouldn't have churches closing, bro. We wouldn't. We got two right. right by our place. Yeah, no, you know? that's right. So, so do I have a passion for this? You're darn right I have it. And I'm going to continually have it because it's so serious of a subject because I don't want no more churches closing. I don't. We're starting to get more and more people in our church. Wow, that's awesome. You know why? Because maybe these churches are closing. I don't know why, but it's a beautiful thing. And you got to talk about the faith, too. Like, like yeah. that leave the faith that people have to take as well because, you know, until – in, until all of us, you know, Christians and, and, and just new believers, you know, are willing to take that first step of faith, knowing that, hey, you know what, it's going to come back to you, bro. You know what I mean? It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to you. 
But you have to have faith in God that he will return in, in a full abundance what you're giving. So, you know, you should just want to give because you're giving back you're, you're, and, it, and you're giving whether it's to the church or, you know, you're helping the poor, helping feed the poor or it's through missions or whatever involvement you want to. And it, it doesn't have to just be money. It can just be you, man. It could be your time. Sick it could person. be. Right, we're making some chocolate cakes, bro, in a couple months or a month. You know, absolutely. You know, you know how, uh, and I'm not boasting. You don't, you, you and I, you don't that, have to get out and write a check. Did you, you know see the I mean? smiles on those uh, old ladies, they were and teachers, and and you know, all we got to do is get out of that comfort, cross the road like Jesus did. You know, Jesus crossed the road. There's a book, Jesus Crossed the Road, by Bruce Maine. Had him on the show. A couple yeah, months ago. they ever doing that Bible study. And and yeah, and, yeah. and our church is doing a Bible study. You know, yeah, yeah. these That's are good. great studies and, and things but like my brother matt thompson says let's go do some action bro we get all this knowledge all this thing i mean even that's part of that giving man yeah, that's part we, of the, we we got to yeah. start uh, christianity it's an action verb and you got all this ability stop worrying about doing something wrong in your life and go do something right you got the power of the holy spirit inside you and speaking of the holy spirit Amen. i know aaron and i have a friend he's in the presence of the Lord, his name's Danny Offenbacher, and each and every week he gets to say a prayer. His legacy moves on and lives on through his children, his wife, Sarah, Ashley, Alish, Mikey, and Bubba. But here is their father and husband, Danny Offenbacher. And Dan, I want you to uh, say that prayer, my man. That, uh, John, can mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do one thing before Absolutely. we leave? This is your show, my man. One is want each and every one that's listening to grab a hold of their kid or their wife or their brother and their or their sister and hold on tight. And this prayer that I'm going to read, person that you can grab onto and hold on as tight as you can and will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. And it reads this, Salvation is God's gift to you. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's found in Romans 6.23. When someone offers you a priceless gift, the wisest thing you can do is accept it. This very moment, you can receive Christ. His gift of salvation by sincerely praying the simple prayer from your heart. And it says this, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that you died on the cross for me. And I want you to come in and to change my life. I want you to come in and become my Savior. I want you to wash away all my sin, Lord. Take it away from me. Make me a personal child of Jesus Christ. Lord, thanks for coming into my life and becoming my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what, folks? If you receive that prayer tonight, please call the station and ask for John. Or send us an email or something so we know it's the greatest decision you could ever want to make. Thank you for being with us tonight. And thank you, Dan. 
And that phone number is 609-447-0236, 609-447-0236. Gang, we've been talking about to tithe or not to tithe, part three of a four-part series. We'll close this up next week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little rough uh, subject because uh, there's a lot of information. I thought it would be great to get back into the tithing part. i got one part more to talk about the Old Testament. Then we'll get into New Testament tithing. And, you know, people don't want to, uh, you know, go back and forth in the Bible Jesus wrote a book, or God wrote a book, about Jesus Christ. It's from Genesis to Revelation. And that story about Jesus and the life application guide that God gives us, there are guidelines that we go by, and he instructs us what he wants from his people. We're his family. We need to start acting like his family and not being like the rest of the world. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. Gang, that's a warrior style. Hey, whose army? Who's the commander-in-chief? It's not O.J. Fujire here, okay? It's Jesus Christ. He's the commander-in-chief, Aaron. You don't, right? you don't want O.J. in your name. No, no, no. I'm, 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 it's not Obama. Either, no, so. no, no, no. Hey, hey, uh, next, uh, Lions Roar. Pastor Steve has a great show. Listen uh, on this uh, station, 8 to 9. And Aaron? Hey, man, I was blessed by this, brother. God bless everyone. My name is John Fujire. And Aaron and Freeman. Aaron Friedman, and come back next week for part four. See you later, gang. Have a good night, everyone.